Hi, you've reached the Mario Rosenstock podcast. Please leave a message. Mario, how you doing? It's Eddie Murphy here. I can't wait to listen to your podcast with Al Foreman, man. It's amazing. He does a good impression of me, man, and I like it. It's going to be great. It's exciting. <laughs> okay. Hi, Mario. It's Caitlyn Jenner here. I just want to say I love your podcast. It's amazing. I don't know if you can vote for me over in Ireland, but if it's possible, just do it. It's really great. Hello, Mario. This is Kim K. I'm just warning you, uh, you might get a call from Bruce. And uh, I'm just warning you, he might ask you to vote, even though you're in Ireland, and that's not possible. Hey, Mario, it's Joe Rogan here. I just want to say that it's entirely possible that there's going to be a lot of impressions between you and Al Foran during this podcast. Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. Let me get this straight with you, Mario. Let me tell you something. I don't like your fucking podcast. I don't like you, too. All right? So get the fuck out of here before I do something about it. All right? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And the range of voices that Al Foran has is just out of this world. It's amazing. Al not only does impressions, he does impressions of people that many other impressionists don't do, don't bother doing, or don't even think of. Um, Lots of well-known American voices, lots of black actors and comedians, something that he's come in for perhaps unfair criticism for, and more on that later, we have a chat about that. And you know what, he's particularly good at doing boxers. Al loves boxing. And you'll hear, among other voices on this uh, podcast, you'll hear Mike Tyson, Conor McGregor, Tyson Fury making an appearance throughout the course of this episode. And Al also has some great stories of meeting these characters in real life, and they're really well worth tuning into. So here's just a little taster of what's coming up. See, so you, so you do a good Mike Tyson, you do a good uh, Joe Pesci, but the, the one you do with me is absolutely terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the second time I met him, he said to me, that impression you do with me is absolutely awful, but the other ones are very good. <laughs> but oh my God, the st- like... I got that death stare from Mike yeah. Tyson that he pretty much you know, did uh, most of his career yeah. for his ring walk. And the organiser came in, this is actually Mike's dressing room. We were like, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, no problem, we'll leave. You know, the, there was like a Twitter account with about 20 followers and he got on to me and said, that is so offensive. Blackmouth is a really bad thing. Blackmouth? That's what, yeah, that's what it was called, blackmouth. And I just thought, what? Nothing, what, what, what? <laughs> nothing, 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 you're, you're a fucking robot. Nobody can understand what you're fucking saying. Why don't you simplify it for the public, you fucking egghead? I tell you, I'm going to smash your fucking head off this table and turn you into a fucking omelet, you hear me? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that last bit is from when Health Minister <clears throat> Stephen Donnelly phones in to ask Joe Pesci uh, for some advice about the HSE. And there were other callers as well. You've got to stay tuned for this, folks. Nevin Maguire wanted to talk to Gordon Ramsay and get some advice. Roy Keane phones in to chat with Rio Ferdinand. All that in just a few minutes' time, right here on the Mario Rosenstock podcast, which, of course, as usual, I'm delighted to say is supported by our good friends at Curry's PC World. Uh, Like you, I'm probably uh, enjoying a summer of sport at the moment. There's just sport coming out of my yin yang um, as it were and uh, you could do worse than pop up to Curry's and buy one of their super duper uh, balls uh, televisions Curry's have been great supporter of this podcast and uh, I, I thank them very much for that now as you know 
uh, by now as a loyal fan of this podcast, which I hope you are, uh, you get brand new and exclusive comedy right here every week. Uh, and this week is no different. And you know what? I don't know if it's the Euros or the amount of sport that's on on television at the moment, but I'm really getting sick of ads from betting companies. They're driving me up the wall. They're on my phone. They're on my laptop. They're on pop-up ads on my computer. Uh, they're TV, radio, headphones, billboards, ear hole. They're everywhere. Leave me alone. Um, you know, I-, I cannot keep track of the amount of betting companies out there. And, you know, they're running ads night, noon and morning and they're getting more and more aggressive and in your face. Do we have to actually bet on everything or can we just enjoy sport from at some stage? Do we have to actually um, make this, you know, betting routine out of everything? Anyway, so many companies, as I said, here's the latest betting company I found online. Listen to this. Fancy a flutter? Well, get on bed crack. Bed crack. It's betting on crack. Bed crack. Horse racing, rugby, tennis, football, number of corners, headers, blades of grass, clouds in the sky, referees' nose hairs. We'll keep you on the crack. And don't forget our special offers cockfighting in Thailand, ferret bingo, turtle shaming, frog wrestling, wife carrying, the next pope. The end of the world. Cash out option available. Anything goes. Get hooked up and get on. Bed crack. Simply attach the drip to your bank account and you're off. Quicker than the 2.30 at Catterick. Famous people are saying bed crack is great. So that's okay then. Football stars. I'm Steven Gerrard. Get on bed crack. Movie stars. I'm making a tidy packet. Leveraging the last remains of my likeable dodgy geezer character to get you on the crack. Thousands of people are on the crack and losing their arse. Bet now to avail of our Losing Your Livelihood special at 6 to 4. Listen to this human unit. I lost all uh, my pandemic payments, my house, my car, wife and kids have gone. But I did get a 20 euro free bet, so I'm sorted for tonight. Thanks, bet crack. And remember, when the fun stops, we start having fun because you're on the crack. Bet crack. Bet crack are mental health advocates. Always gamble sensibly. Bet crack will not define what sensibly means ever. But we will mention a website in a really fast voice, which you will never visit because you're hopelessly addicted to bet crack. Bet crack takes no responsibility for your addiction or this ad. Yep. And if you've come across any gambling adverts recently, you'll know uh, that that was a satirical sketch, of course, but um, it ain't that far from the real thing. I think you'll agree. And we'll have more exclusive comedy um, for you next week. Um, But for now, the main event, uh, the man of a million voices. Not me, Mr. Al Foran. I'm joined by one of the most talented impressionists out there, a person who really revels in the impressions that he does. And he does some really unusual impressions as well, uh, in the sense that for uh, an Irish man, he has a particularly good grasp of some of the great American icons, actors, podcasters, film stars. Uh, Al Foran, you're very welcome to the Mario Rosenstock podcast. An absolute pleasure, Mario. Pleasure. Al, you and I have known each other for a few years. Yes. And, yeah. I, and I remember when was the first time we met? I think you called up to Today FM, was it? Um, it was, I think it was early 2000. 2016. Well, 
I called and I, I got to kind of get a tour of, of the Gift Group studios as well. And we did a little, I think we did a, a little sketch with De Niro, Pesci and Pacino. And That's it was right. great fun. But uh, no, it was, it was a great honour ah, no. to meet you for the first time then. And, you know, I've, I, you know, I've been listening to you, Griff Gift Group, my whole life, you know, that's kind of been my inspiration, I suppose. And I'm sure a lot of the other impressionists say that to you as well about Gift, gift Group. Well, they do because I'm having them on the podcast yeah. and they better fucking say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, but it's been a great honour to have you as well, Al. And I really wanted to, you know, for anybody who doesn't know you out there, to bring them to the to my audience, to bring you to my audience yeah, as well, yeah. because wait and you hear, folks, some of the, not only the great impressions that Al does and how comfy he is with them, but the stories he has around them and the, the, the ins and outs and the jinx and the ups and downs and the ducking and diving he's been doing. But I suppose, was it, was it really McGregor that came, that, that, yeah. that you started? with and how did how did that start yeah i mean i suppose 2015 conor mcgregor was kind of you know he was strapped to a rocket wasn't he um he was fighting jose aldo he was on that press tour uh, for the world championship in the ufc featherweight championship in july of that year um and i just kind of i, I just decided to hop on the the trend and i did an impression of him on my facebook page in early 2015 now, at that point, I was working in, in retail. I was working in the Tommy Hilfiger. Um, and I just said, you know, feck it, I may as well do it. Because I'd been doing impressions for years. So I had kind of, I had a repertoire there. Um, but I never really, I didn't really get noticed until McGregor came along. And then I posted that impression. Uh, and if you listen to it, it's from January 2015 on my Facebook page. It's absolutely shite compared to the impression now. What's the difference in the impression of Conor McGregor now and the impression then? Uh, I, I, I'll try and do it, but I think it was very much like that, you know, and I think a lot of people kind of hopped on because he did kind of speak like that. <laughs> and now it's kind of evolved or something like this. So he's very, um, I think he's very, he's a lot more professional in the way he conducts himself in interviews and stuff like that. There's still a bit of that doubling in there, still a bit of that crumbling in there. So um, 100%. So, I mean, there's the press conference, Conor McGregor, and then there is the 40 minute interview with ESPN, Conor McGregor. That's that's the kind of McGregor's that I. Yeah, that I there's that for. kind of, um, I'm pronouncing every word kind of correctly isn't there 100% and, and putting uh, emphasis on every single letter that is that is pronounced correctly in, in those words and so. is that to communicate <laughs> do you think now that you're inside his brain is that to communicate that he is making it clear to everybody that he is not just a rough character that he is very intelligent I think so I think so well listen he's, he's made a ton of money from that whiskey <laughs> so no I think so I think that is the way he kind of conducts himself yeah. in his interviews and through your fame because with the Conor McGregor impression mm. you were probably you've probably had several encounters with him have you? Yeah yeah I have um, all very funny encounters I mean <laughs> I think what was he said to me one of the first times I met him um, was he said you do a good Mike Tyson you do a good uh, Joe Pesci but the, the one you do with me is absolutely terrible yeah <laughs> yeah and then the second time I met him he said to me he said, um, he said, that impression you do with me is absolutely awful. But the other ones are very good. Well, it's funny, actually, Al. Yeah. Th- that is exactly what I used to get from people as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'd come up, I, Joan Burton, I remember I met her and she went, yeah, um, I, I love your Willie O.D., <laughs> but you can't do me. <laughs> and then I remember Michael Noonan, he went, didn't I do a great party, Aaron? I love your party, Aaron. You do a fantastic party, <laughs> but you can't do me. <laughs> and so this is common for people yeah. that when you're doing them they say you can't do me but you can yeah. do a great somebody else yeah. it's as if they don't understand they don't believe the sound of their own voice when they hear it yeah 100% mm. I mean I am um, 
fella I know, a mate of mine in the barbers that I go to, he, I remember he did an impression of me um, in the shop in front of all the lads and the lads said, oh, that's spot on. And I was listening to him no, that's not me. And then I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, Al, now you know how they feel. <laughs> and come here, tell us about a couple of other encounters at McGregor. How's he been towards you and what's he been ah, up to? When? He's like, I, I did the um, Olympia Panto in 2019 and his sister was in it and he came to the show. Uh, I think it was the Stevens night he came to the show and he was, he was lovely. He was really nice. Uh, his mom, uh, basically kind of marched me over to him to get to get me to do the impression in front of him and I was like oh no 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 not again and he was like you won't be doing that you won't be doing that and he was like a oh, very good job tonight you are very funny because I did a couple of kids impressions I, li- I like the Woody from Toy Story impression that was very good and he had like a toy sword and I think I posed I posed for a picture with him uh, backstage and he had the toy sword up to my neck <laughs> like it was just but uh, yeah no he listen he's been he's been lovely but I know he kind of he thinks the impression isn't accurate, but he likes the other ones. But I think he goes along with it. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's exactly what happens. Yeah, some of them yeah. go along with it because they know that it's um, it's propagating their image. Yeah, anyway, yeah. and it's keeping the the razzmatazz and the circus yeah, going yeah, around. Absolutely, them. yeah, yeah. What Mike Tyson? Did you meet Mike Tyson? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was crazy, and that was three years ago. Tell me about the conversation he, between he, he, you and Mike Tyson. It, was, it wasn't a conversation because he was doing a show on the Helix a few years ago mm. and I was on before him. And so I did a bit of 20 minute spot before he came on. And myself and my, I brought my cousin along who was a big boxing fan. And um, we went into a dressing room. We were just told to go in there by the organiser of the event. And we walked in. There was... M&M's everywhere and uh, King Crisps and cans of, cans of Coke and fruit and just a lovely little... I was like, jeez, I was like, I'm taken aback. This is a, this is a dress, my dressing room. Like, I'm only going on for 20 minutes. And um, it was obviously a mistake on the organiser's part <laughs> because there's my cousin chomping down on, on a bag of crisps and a can of Coke and everything and with his feet up at, on the table sitting on this lovely couch. And uh, I, I wouldn't, I don't know about you, I don't really eat before gigs, before I go on. Like I wouldn't, it's not my thing. A few bottles of water, perfect. Um, but anyway, we're there sitting down and, you know, he's having the time of his life, my cousin. And then in walks this kind of guard of honour, three, three bodyguards on each side and he walks in. And I swear to God, I, I felt like I felt like one of his opponents. I felt like it was him coming in for his ring walk because he, he stared us out of it. Didn't say a word to us. And the organiser came in. This is actually Mike's dressing room. We were like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No problem. We'll leave. But oh, my God. The st- like, I got that death stare from Mike yeah. Tyson that he he pretty much you know, did most of his career yeah. for his ring walk. Like, yeah. So, yeah. That and was did you do Mike Tyson in your act when you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he what was What were I mean, I was say, I don't know. I, I didn't talk about the, you know, the previous encounter because, no, I just didn't feel like it. But, you know, I just spoke about different things. And I think at that point, you know, he had his he, he had his marijuana ranch set up, which is perfectly legal. I went in, <laughs> I know we're in Ireland, but it's perfect, perfectly legal in Nevada. So don't worry about that. So I just spoke about that man, and then, and then he was on stage later on, and he was asked about the impression. He said it was pretty good. So I, I, I think it was a win situation it's <laughs> excellent it's excellent you've got, a, you've got a particular kind of handle on him and of course you, you reminded me before this interview that, that, that you know he is rather an intelligent fella yeah and a seeker and 100% yeah 
his his as I said about it, his podcast is fantastic. I think one of my favorite episodes when he had William Shatner on. It was God. just like the most that is <laughs> obscure. The podcast. immovable object meets the irresistible force. It was amazing. It was such a good podcast. Shatner is fantastic. Yeah, he's brilliant, he isn't he? He's an amazing man. Yeah. He's amazing. I, I think he's... I always thought as well, William Shatner and Pat Kenny were so similar in, in their the way they spoke. Mm. <laughs> I, know you, I know what you mean, yeah. They're kind of enunciated. Yeah, the, the kind of stop-start kind of... So, know, welcome yeah. back to the show. Uh, Spock, <laughs> beam me up, Scotty. Uh, please... Uh, the dilithium crystals haven't been installed in the show yet, but Al Forn, it's going, that's interesting. Al Sh- William Shatner and, and Pat Kenny. Yeah. Interesting. Very similar. Wow. Yeah. And it brings me into the whole area of boxing. So, mm. you know, Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Who you do a great impression of. But also uh, you're, you're interested in Tyson Fury as well. Is that yeah, right? yeah. I, uh, I don't even know. I couldn't even start with a Tyson Fury impersonation. Where do I start? Well, do you know what? He, um, I had to, everyone kind of had to change up that impression. Why? Because, uh, well, at first he kind of spoke like that. Right? So he had, that, <laughs> he had that voice, right? And it was very high pitched. And then so- something happened along the way, right? I think he was training and he got punched in the throat and his voice is permanently like this. So it's 100%, right? And I do look forward to finding Deontay Wilder for the third time. Take care of him. And then the Anthony Joshua fight happens. And then everybody can shut up complaining as far as I'm concerned. So that was very much, so it's very much, he started off like that. Yeah. He was. And then it kind of went like that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got, he got more throaty. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. But, um, He's got a great voice. Where does he come from again? Manchester. Right. So it's a yeah. Manchester Salford Cheshire. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a mix. But then again, I've been told that it sounds very similar to Michael Owen. Which yeah. Michael Owen is from Stoke, isn't he? Um, Jeepers. I don't know. I, I thought Michael Owen was, was he? I got the impression that Michael Owen was, was actually born in the north of Wales. So, something like that, really, wasn't it? <laughs> but, but it, and it, it is kind of similar to, in that kind of effect, you know? So, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so Michael Owen trapped in Tyson Fury's great big body. Well, that's it. It is. Let 100%. me out. Let me out. Let, yeah. <laughs> I'll punch you. I'll punch you. And Mario, he's six foot nine, Tyson Fury. Yes. And I'm, listen, I'm a small guy. And I remember just standing beside him and just looking up like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, yeah. frighteningly tall. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, so you, so Con- you've had encounters with Connor, mm. uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury, yeah. And what was your encounter with him again? Um, I, I, I did, um, he was doing a couple of those speaker dinner kind of things mm. in the UK and I was on before him, very much like the Mike Tyson gig. Mm. And I was in his dressing room, I was talking to him for a good 40 minutes to an hour. He was a lo- lovely guy. I spoke to his, fa- I know, his father, Big John Fury as well, wow. who is, is a, just a character, yeah. you know, and he's, he trained, he trained Tyson, he trained um Tyson's kind of family as well mm. they're a big boxing family mm. and uh, he was he was just as frightening as his son <laughs> but a lovely like two gentle giants yeah do you get you know people would have asked me this question as well do you, mm. they, they would ask me like who's your favourite and then yeah. that's a, I find that a hard question to ask because Fair. I normally go my favourite is usually the newest one oh, that I like yeah. do you know what I mean yeah um, is that the way you feel yeah. about it as well? 100%. Yeah. Because you're you're buzzing about this new mm. one. You've like, made I a little discovery. Yeah. I can't wait to showcase this. Absolutely. It is, it's always the newest one. Yeah. That is the ultimate favourite. Who's in the last six months for you or year that you like doing? Or well, well, I, ma- I mentioned on. Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard this now. Jesus. 
what is he what's he what's his what's his beef is it old well, Woody Harrison or cheers Woody Harrison or well I mean I don't know what you're looking for it's very <laughs> much I mean he's good friends with Keith Barry and it, they did uh, the Now You See Me movie. And I've said it to Keith. I said, Keith, when are you going to get me and Woody in touch? I mean, I think he's a great actor. I mean, and he's, he, I mean uh, he's also, you know, an advocate for the marriage of Juan. He loves that. So, I mean, he's just great. That is great. <laughs> and the laugh, he does the <laughs> laugh, you know. Yeah. yeah, do you know, it's just I never heard you do Woody Harrelson before. And it's funny now listening to a person doing an impression of somebody. And you knew you know them in a new way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought I knew Woody Harrelson. So if you said Woody Harrelson to me, I'd go cheers and rolling around in a bed with a million dollars with 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 Demi Moore with an indecent proposal. Yeah. But then when you do him, I go, no, that's Woody Harrelson. Yeah. So it's kind of a new window into yeah. Woody Harrelson. It's I brilliant. love him. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's so underrated. Yes. You know, it's unusual sort of roles he's picked as well. Yeah. Well, he always kind of plays the villain. In, in, and, he, and he plays that part to a T. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I have some um, people on the phone. Okay. And they're waiting to talk mm-hmm. to you. Um, we put them through on the phone now. Um, Al, will you be able to answer some questions for them? 100%. Um, Stephen Donnelly is Minister for Health. Mm-hmm. Stephen Donnelly is on the line and he has a question for Joe Pesci. Okay. okay. Stephen Donnelly, come in. Thank you. So, to appropriately enhance collaborative best-of-breed data applications within a homogenous bandwidth. Can I ask Joe Pesci, how much does Mr. Pesci see uh, a fixed interface for the HSE as being a possibility? What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is wrong? What are you talking about? What the fuck is wrong with you? Nothing. uh, Nothing, nothing, nothing. You're like a fucking robot. Nobody can understand what you're fucking saying. Why don't you simplify it for the public? You fucking egghead. I tell you, I'm going to smash your fucking head off this table and turn you into a fucking omelet. You hear me? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I tell you, they say he has fucking brains up there. It's fucking yolks. That's what it is. Sorry, I just want, I just wanted to know, can you help the HSE? I'll do my fucking best. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay, thank you, Stephen uh, Donnelly. Give it a little whisk. <laughs> okay, thank you, Joe Pesci and Stephen Donnelly. Daniel O'Donnell is on the line, um, Al. Daniel O'Donnell has a question for you. Hello there, Al. Great to talk to you. Um, I have a question for Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, I believe you're a big fan of Irish TV. I love Fair City. Is there any programs you especially like watching on R- RTE, uh, Eddie? Man, let me tell you, I'm a big fan of yours, man. I, I, just, I just love your music, man. It's great. It soothes me, man. So I just want to say that, first of all. Man, I love, I love that nationwide, man. You get to 7 o'clock, you, get, you hear that music. And, man, I, I, just, I just click my fingers at that, man. I feel like getting a little drum It's just amazing, man. Is there any Isn't other it? programs in RTE that you like? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's so many, man. Well, of course, everybody's going to say Reeling the Years. Oh, yeah, it's popular like Reeling the Years, man. But you got to look back in the past, man, and it's amazing. Man, some of the music is great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Daniel O'Donnell, for your question. Al, your your characters, they're, they're doing amazing work here. We have another question from Nevin Maguire. Nevin Maguire, okay. the famous chef. Nevin mm-hmm. Maguire, come in. Oh, Mario, thanks so much for having me. Great, great to talk to you. Can I ask Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay, is Gordon Ramsay there? Gordon, have you any, any tips for any upcoming chefs there, Gordon? Oh, fucking hell, Gordon. Just do it. Just get on with it. Go into the kitchen. 
right? Get screamed at all day. Yeah. Okay. And make sure that everything is perfect. Nothing is raw. Okay. Yeah. Because if it's raw, you're fucked. Yeah. What are you doing in this business? Okay. So- wow. The mic is fucking broken. So, so you're telling me I go into the kitchen and I tell everybody to fuck themselves? Yes. One hundred percent. And they'll learn. Okay. Wow. Brilliant. That's a fantastic answer. Amazing. Al, um, our next guest on the line is uh, Roy Keane, would you believe? Oh, my God. Uh, Roy well. Keane has a question for you. <laughs> How's it going, Al? Hey, uh, I have a question for Rio Ferdinand at the end of the day. Uh, Rio, who's going to win the Euros? You know, listen, Roy, a lot of fantastic teams. You know, you've got, you've got the likes of France, <laughs> who are unbelievable. You know, they've got Benzema back in the squad. You know, Benzema, what a player. So you're looking at Portugal. Are they a team of individuals or can they gel together? Can Bruno Fernandes play in the big games? I don't know. But, you know, I'm looking at the likes of Germany as well. Efficient. Efficient in every single tournament. So, listen, it's going to be an unbelievable competition. Belgium. Belgium. Look fantastic. Oh, okay. You know, who's your pick? Okay. Thanks, Roy. Or thanks. Uh, sorry, I'm calling myself Roy. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Rio. Oh, what's your favourite pizza topping at the end of the day? Oh, listen. I mean, I've got to go with pepperoni. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, pineapple for me. Anyway, thanks. Thanks, Rio. Good luck. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Come here, I just wanted to ask you about, um, as somebody who does a great Conor uh, McGregor impression and somebody who it could lead to gigs for, mm. have you ever found yourself looking at him on television or seeing him in the news and going, oh, Conor, don't do anything stupid. I don't want everybody to hate you because I want people to continue <laughs> loving my impression of you. Please, Conor, don't be the bad guy, Conor. Don't get thrown into jail, Conor. I think I remember the thing in, with smashing, when he smashed the bus and yeah. everything, yeah. Um, was that a put on? Uh, I think it was. Mm. Looking back on it now, I was in New Orleans. I'm actually a wrestling, a big wrestling fan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I am. So I was in New Orleans for WrestleMania in 2018. So I just said to him, I said, fuck it, we'll do a McGregor. Like, where's, where's McGregor going to end up this weekend? So I said, fuck it, I go to WrestleMania or something like that. And I just did a big WrestleMania thing. I was in New Orleans and I was challenging all the, the wrestlers. So, yeah, I kind of ran with that. But yeah, the throwing the dolly through and kind of the couple of other things. But yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got himself into a little bit of trouble the last few years. But I think he's kind of making a comeback. He's focused on the fight game, which is, you know, he's, he's focused on kind of getting back into the UFC which is um which is a good thing for a neutral viewer of that sport. Um he lost his last fight and I think that was due to him being very rusty. He hadn't fought in a year and before that he hadn't fought I think in a year and a half. Mm. So um I think when he's kind of in that focused frame of mind he's he's brilliant, you know. I have a list of <clears throat> I have a list uh of all the people you do pretty much all brilliantly. Mm. But do you know what's funny about the list? is how many black people are on the list. Yeah. And that is fantastic, yeah. I think. Uh, do you, I mean, oh, you know I've, where I'm going with this. I've got that before, yeah. Go on, ask, answer me the question they, that I haven't even asked. They, um... Uh, <laughs> what question do you think I'm uh, going it was, to ask it was like a Twitter. It was like a Twitter account. I know the question you're going to ask me. It was like a Twitter Which, account. What, what question am I going to ask you? Do people take offense yes, to me doing yes, those okay, characters? okay. You know, the, there was like a Twitter account with about 20 followers and he got on to me and said, that is so offensive. Blackmouth is a really bad thing. Blackmouth. That's what, yeah, that's what it was called, blackmouth. And I just thought, what? What? Oh, <laughs> you know? God. Yeah, what whatever. Like, like, absolutely. Doing the blackface is 100% a no-go. But black, like, I was like, blackmouth, what? What even is that? And I think he... 
a lot of people responded to him saying, mate, shut up, you know, just, <laughs> you're really reaching here. Um, well, I said, that's one way of putting it, Al. Yeah. You know, because I think didn't Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy did impressions of, of white people. Oh, yes. But Delirious the, and Ron, they were hilarious. But I don't think that that's where we're going with this. I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, the idea is it's okay if black people do impressions of white people, but the problem is white people doing impressions of black people has become, to use that infamous word, problematic. I mean, for yeah. example, the Hack Azaria thing in The Simpsons. I remember listening Apu. to your show and I remember you talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, now he's had to back down from doing Apu. But not only that, he's had to apologise to the entire Indian subcontinent. Listen, here's my view on it. If you're going to create a animate, an animated show right now at the present time, then yes, hire in the, the voice actors for the different eth- ethnicities. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But Hank Azaria, Harry Shearer as well. Yeah. Didn't he like... They've been there since day one. So but they also, are those characters. Not only are they those characters, they are part of an ensemble acting group. Yeah. Which means in an ensemble, you perform multiple characters. Yes. And almost the, the skill and the joy in yeah. it is being able to go, I can do her, him, her. I can do the black guy. I can yeah. do, I'm so skillful. I can do all of yeah. these ones. And so it's a celebration of somebody's talent as much as yeah. anything else. It's nothing to do with cultural appropriation or racism, in my view. No, I, I, I think 100% if you're, if you're doing a show now, yes, absolutely, that is the way to go. But those actors have been there since what nineteen eighty nine, you know. So it's yeah. I, I thought that I thought it was a bit ridiculous when that happened with the Simpsons. Yes, because I, I I mean I I'm, you know I was you know I was wondering when is it going to happen because I think it, it may happen as well that people are going to start oh you're doing female mouth. <laughs> That's, Sorry, that's if anybody's joined the podcast just now, female mouth is not as bad as it sounds. Or actually, maybe it's worse than it sounds. Mario, are you really doing genuinely female mouth now? Mario, stop doing female mouth! You know? Yeah. Because uh, you can only do yourself from now on, Al. Imagine yeah. if somebody came up to us and went, Al, you'll only be allowed to do yourself from now on. You go, well, fuck that anyway. <laughs> Oh, God, that's for yeah. a game of soldiers eh? I know I know. that would be terrible that would be terrible <laughs> listen on to more Al centred stories yeah. then since we're not allowed to do any mouth anymore yeah. <laughs> you have a pacemaker yes you told yeah. me coming up the stairs yes that's why I, I, I walked very slowly with you up the stairs yeah. when you told me <laughs> what's yeah. the story because oh, you're, you're a really young man I mean yeah I, I was born with um, a thing called congenital heart block um, which required me to kind of as, as I grew older as as a child to um, get a pacemaker fitted when I was, I was eight years old when I got that the first pacemaker um, and then I was 19 when I got the second one because it's on a 10 year battery oh no so and now it, I've got it an expired date best before no no I'm on my third one now just uh, it's like a passport April yeah <laughs> so just April I'm glad the pacemaker office isn't closed <laughs> So just April, late April, I got my new the pacemaker. pacemaker office yeah. is shut because of COVID. <laughs> so yeah, the bionic man. Yeah. So you've had three pacemakers. Three pacemakers. I wish I just... Where, I did, always, where does it go? Uh, just the left side of here, just, just below the chest. And yeah, it keeps the, the motor of your heart ticking. Yeah, it keeps the blood flow Okay. at a, at a kind of steady speed. Right. Uh, going in and out. And so. because you've had this since you're nine, you're obviously very used to it and you yeah. don't worry about it so much. Yeah, a hundred percent. Was never allowed to do contact sports. Uh, couldn't become a guard or a fireman, but I never really thought about doing any of that. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, a hundred percent. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did and 
did you how, how can you drink can you yeah I or can, do you take it easy on i take i take it easy mm. with, with with drink jesus i drink i'd say three to four times a year now okay now i mean now that i Couple have, a, I have a two-year-old yeah 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 100 percent. i wouldn't drink that much yeah um because yeah it's it, like it does it takes its toll when you have definitely and smoking is no go no go and no good no, no go. good for your brilliant voice either no, no, no. Don't yeah. go near it. <laughs> so you, all you do is copious amounts of drugs then, is that all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that cocaine habit going? Oh, it's great. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, um, well, I gave you a little checklist of questions. Um, yes. Time, so you can go through them bit by bit. And I was going to ask you, what's on your mind? Is there anything that upsets you at the moment? Mm. Is there anything that uh, you'd like to get off your chest? I don't know what this is. What, what, would, you, what would your subject be, Al? Well, my subject would be, I, I mean, as, as impressionists, um, I mean, you've probably found yourself in a packed pub and people go Mario, Mario, Mario and you're like oh, they're going to ask me to do a few impressions that's that's fine no problem but they'll ask you to do one of those kind of lower tone impressions that no one really hears so a Ronan O'Gara or a Steve Staunton for example <laughs> I mean I've been asked in packed nightclubs you know to do Morgan Freeman you know literally I'm right beside the dance floor yeah. Oh, do Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and do Morgan and Freeman. He's really low key. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah. And same with me with Ronan O'Gara. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The people do Raj. Do Raj yeah. down there. Yeah. Can I just say, um, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. And everybody's like, we speak up, will you? And I'm like, I can't speak up because that's not the way Raj does it. Yeah. And either does Steve Staunton. He's just going to go, well, all right there. They're either telling you to speak up or they're either saying, Ant, don't shut up, will you? Come here, he's doing it. He's doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you're nearly yeah. finished the impression. If you're being asked to do McGregor, it's a great crowd pleaser. Oh, because it's, it's loud. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's rock and roll. Energy. Um, comedy yourself, who do you turn to? Little uh, comfort comedy. Who, who have you always oh, turned it to? Um, Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hmm. It's just, it's, for me, it's the greatest comedy show ever. I just screamed the house down laughing at it well, my missus hates it she hates it but me and my mother love it uh, he's just so funny the situations he gets himself into are just oh, <laughs> just unbelievable it's uh, the craft of the comedy basically yeah mm. yeah and is it is there anything in the idea that like he's he sort of and he, he sort of vocalises and says what a lot of us think but yes. would never say <laughs> 100% yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there, uh, but there's a cup there like we all kind of know a Larry David in our life that's like that I've, there's a few characters I know who are just completely like that no filter they will just speak their mind if something is really bugging them you know in, in a social setting and I just think he's just brilliant because you're agreeing with him for, for with a lot of the situations he gets into you know I'll take a mocha and I'll have a vanilla one of the vanilla bullshit things, you know, you, whatever you want, some vanilla bullshit, latte, kappa thing, you know, whatever you got. I don't care. You okay. got it? What? What's the problem? I don't really like this, uh, what? this new Larry. What's the matter? You're just too enthusiastic and... Oh, I, I, I miss the old Larry. Oh, do you? Yeah. This is very good, by the way. Thank you. It's a cafe latte. Mm -hmm. What is that? Milk? Milk. Milk uh, and coffee. Coffee, yeah. Milk and coffee. Who would have thought? No, milk and coffee. Oh, want. my God. What a, what a drink. I want to take off. It's milk and coffee mixed together. Let's do that. You've got to go there, sit down, have a donut, have a bagel. 
The great Larry David there in Curb Your Enthusiasm. You're listening to the Mario Rosenstock podcast, which I'm delighted to say is supported by my good friends at Curry's PC World. I'm here with the man of many voices, the great Al Foran. And Al, every guest on this podcast has to make a choice at the end. They can either be A, celebrated by Christy Moore, interrogated by Miriam O'Callaghan, or C, eviscerated by Roy Keane. Which no, would B. 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 Nearly everybody that's come on this podcast has chosen uh, C, eviscerated by Roy Keane. Okay. They feel, uh, they want to be insulted and mutilated by Roy Keane. <laughs> Almost a badge of honour. Uh, okay, um, you're about to be interrogated by Miriam O'Callaghan. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to primetime. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Primetime. Well, tonight we're going to talk about the Irish housing crisis. Um, we're going to talk about all things concerned. We're not joined by an Irish panel tonight. We want a world view of the Irish um, housing crisis. So we're delighted to be joined by Mike Tyson. Thank you, Miriam. I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Wahlberg. Hey, how you doing? Thank you. <laughs> I'm really pleased to be joined by Tyson Fury. What a, great to be here, Miriam. Thank you. And of course, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro, can I first ask you, what is the problem, do you think, the essential problem with Ireland to Irish housing? I mean, for example, do you think our previous housing minister, Owen Murphy, you know, was at fault for it? Yeah, well, he did a lot, didn't he? And then he uh, decided to fuck off. Yeah, you and, could uh, say that. Yeah. He just decided to go and leave the, the mess behind him. And uh, yeah. 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 Fuck you, Owen, you know. <laughs> Off you go. Okay. We're in a crisis, but you got your cushy job. Good for you. Okay. That's good for you. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Mark Wahlberg, can I put it to you? What is the problem in, in Irish housing, do you think? I mean, has it got something to do with vulture funds? That's ridiculous. It's really bad, okay? It's awful. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, told, I spoke to my mom. Okay, she told me she moved to Swords in the early 80s, right? And that was like that was like moving up to the country. Now people are going up to fucking Betty's Town, Laytown. You know, and that's like in the country, okay? It's unbelievable. It's, like, it's, it's just, it's really bad. Mike Tyson, okay? Mike Tyson, Betty's Town and Laytown. Have, have you lived there? I lived there. <laughs> that's where I live. You live in Betty's Town? Betty's Town. The beaches are wonderful. Are you in a two-bed or three-bed? Three. Bed? three. Three bed? How much did it cost you? Nice. I mean, about 300, so it's fine, you know, so it's not too bad, you know, it's it's good. A lot of people like it up there, and the beaches are nice, and, you know, it's really good, you know, and we go to mornings and beach as well, which is also a nice beach. So, yeah, I mean, the prices are very, you know, they're they're exorbitant prices, but they're going to go down Mm. soon enough, and people are going to be able to afford to buy a little bit closer towards Dublin, you know. You just got to stay the course. That's all I'm saying, just stay the course, be patient. Tyson Fury, would you buy in Betty's Town and Laytown if you were living in Dublin? 100%. Maybe maybe I would. I mean, you're right beside the M1. Yeah. 40-minute drive. It's fantastic. So I think that, that'll be all right. I mean, I, I think a lot of people as well are looking at the likes of Swords as well. You look at Swords, there's a lot of new builds there as well. Donabate. Yeah. Donabate as well. I've seen Donabate. They have a new walkway going towards Malahide. You're right at Malahide. Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, Robert De Niro, would you live in Malahide or? Oh, Malahide, yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> 
sorry, I can't. You can't. The people who are listening to this can't oh, see man. his face. His face completely changes I, I, into Robert De Niro. Malahide? No, I, no, I would. I would. I know. I know. Brandon Gleeson lived there once. Uh, Killian Murphy too. You know, so it's it's not too bad. It's it's a good place. You know, you got Gibneys. Everybody goes to Gibneys. <laughs> You know, I think, uh, yeah, so Gibney's the place to be, have a pint there and uh, have the crack. You know, they got about 40 restaurants. They're a bit spoiled with the restaurants. Let me tell you that, Malahide, you got too many restaurants, I mean, from everywhere, so. Uh, oh, my God, I can't believe this, but because we have such a star-studded panel on primetime tonight, we're actually joined um, on big screen by Denzel Washington as well. <laughs> Denzel Washington, I believe you bought a house in Ballybrack? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's right, I did. Okay, I decided to do that. Okay, you're looking at Bally Brackett's a great spot. Okay. Right now, you, you coming on. We, we, you were coming on the exit 11 on the M50. All right, <laughs> you straight up in Bally Brack. You got the beacon right near you. Okay. Oh, that's all right. You're in the south side. It's okay. You're doing the I'm lip. Man. You're doing the lip. I am. Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'm man right here. Bally Brack. Okay. Ah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Jesus, Al. That's really good. That's really good. That's really, really, really good. Al, Al Foran, um, wonderful impressions. And thank you for joining. Thank you for joining me uh, on Primetime. <laughs> really, really appreciate that. Tyson Fury. Thank you, Miriam. Mike Tyson. Thank you, Miriam, for having me. Mark Wahlberg. Thank you so much. And Robert De Niro. <laughs> He's always like that in interviews. I know. <laughs> he, he just doesn't want to be interviewed. He just doesn't uh, know. He just... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a bum. Yeah. He he's a bum. Like he's it. a bum. You know, tw- Trump. He's a bum. He's a bum. He's. A, let me tell you, he's a mutt. He's a dog. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Brilliant. I remember that. Rant. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me on the Mario Rosen's Dog Podcast. Uh, you're such good crack. Great stories and such <laughs> good crack. Thank you so much, Mario. Pleasure. Thank you. Brilliant. And that is it from the Mario Rosenstock podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed that conversation with Al. My thanks, as always, to Curry's PC World for their ongoing support. Thanks, Curry's. Uh, You can subscribe to this podcast. Just click the subscribe button or the follow button for free. Um, That really helps us. You can drop drop me a line, uh, mariorosenstock at gmail.com. I read them all and I get back to as many of them as I can. Um, you can catch me on Twitter at GiftGrubMario Facebook Mario Rosenstock all the podcasts um, are up there as well and um, tune in next week I guess for another very interesting podcast episode which I have planned for you Uh, there may be a bonus episode coming very shortly as well so tune in for that alright thanks very much take care have a great week mind yourself bye